0: hello and welcome to oklahoma ghost stories another phenomenon i'm your host brad heath tonight we dive into the story of ed and tara Lindsay of tulsa oklahoma ed and tara endured eight months of paranormal activity before finally getting some relief their story will shed light on what thousands of Oklahomans and millions of people around the world have experienced over a lifetime. But first, we want to thank tonight's sponsor, the Military History Center and Museum in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. The museum features artifacts from as early as the American Revolutionary War to modern day wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. You will find displays on the Civil War, World War I, II, Korea, Vietnam, and Desert Storm. The new Native Americans in the military display does not disappoint, and they are currently expanding an exhibit on the Holocaust. Find them on Facebook or call them 918-794-2712. They are located in the Rose District in downtown Broken Arrow. It's a great day trip if you're looking for something to do this holiday season. Take a walk through history at the Military History Center and Museum in Broken Arrow. And as always, if you'd like your business to sponsor an episode of Oklahoma Ghost Stories, you can do so for as little as $20 an episode, message us on Facebook, and we can certainly help you promote your business to thousands of listeners and fans of the show. And be sure to like the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Breaker. And if you feel so inclined, you can become a Patreon member by going to patreon.com Forward slash ogs underscore ok. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's episode is sure to be a good one. Ed and Tara Lindsay join us tonight from their home. Thank you We're both for well. sharing your story with us. To, How is um, everyone doing tonight? Story.
1: So it's it was crazy. It was something that you know was unexpected. It's not anything that we um, had any previous experience with. So um, we don't really talk about it a lot. Um, But this is kind of a a great platform because it happened and and we experienced it.
0: Sure. And and Tara, I've had a chance to speak with you a couple of times and and Ed, we have not actually spoke yet. But if you guys would give our listeners a little bit of background on on each of you. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tara, we can start with you. where did you grow up and, and, um, and how so did you get to where I, you're at today?
1: I am a native Oklahoman. I grew up in Bixby. Um, I have two teenage sons Ed and I um We are, uh, we just got married three years ago, a little over three years ago. So it's a second marriage for both, both of us. We have um, collectively I have two sons. He has two daughters. So, We blended four teenagers, so that's been interesting. Um, And Ed, I'll let you speak to kind of your background.
2: Okay. So I grew up in Midtown Tulsa. I went to Edison High School, and uh, and, uh, I went to TU, and Tara went to OSU. Um, I have two daughters, and uh, we all have teenagers here from 14 to 19. We got a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 19-year-old and uh two 19 year olds um so we uh we had quite the experience in in blending our families and then this haunting happened at the same time which was which was a crazy mix of all kinds of things so um that we we can get started on telling the story if
1: you like at this (laughs) point
0: Oh yeah, you know, that's that's uh obviously you guys uh a blended family, you guys are both professionals, educated. I mean it's it's obviously like uh you know a typical American story these days. And and so all of a sudden you have this this thing thrown into your lives. We, yes. When yes, you guys I do. <laughs> were buying this, this house, do. now do you still live in the same house? Okay, very good, very good. So when you guys when you guys were going through the process of actually purchasing the house, like what like yes. most I'm and, and sure we were that you were looking for, you went and you, we you, you toured a, the house, you know, correct? We had, special, we
2: had a special need because we were blending opposite sex children um, in a house. So we, we needed to get something that was big enough and, and that every every child had a room and, uh, and a bathroom for privacy purposes. And um, so we, when we found this house, it was a perfect house and still is a perfect
0: house for us. well four teenagers under the same roof that's a haunting in and of itself i mean i've i've had three of my own and i can i can assure you that that that's a challenge and to throw this into the mix is just uh you know that's just crazy so you guys go through you, you you tour the house you decide hey this is the perfect place for us yes was there a moment through that process that you felt a little weird or did anything happen at that point?
1: Oh gosh. Well, yes. Um, so go ahead. We found the house.
2: So we found the house, and um, the uh, there was uh, there was a little bit of a dank, kind of odd smell to the house when we were touring it before we bought it. I I thought it was uh, uh, just a little bit of it being kind of more or less vacant. There was one bachelor living in a. 5,000 square foot house. So I, I just kind of attributed it to maybe, uh, you know, it was, it was just him not being in certain rooms. So there's a little bit of a dankness to the house when we first looked at it.
1: And, and subsequently we had, um, a lot of water issues, a lot of remodeling,
0: but not enough. Yeah. Of there a, was red a flag. lot of,
1: um, it was almost um i would equate it to maybe a money pit <laughs>
2: <laughs> well and 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 then we we did have a water issue and we had to get we had to put a french drain in the first month that we had the house <laughs> we hadn't moved in yet but we owned it cuz we were doing some remodeling so uh so that that was the start of the journey here in the house the creepy stuff started uh about 8 to 9 months later um, in the spring of 2018. So, and the first thing I really remember was, and I I know this because it was my birthday. So it was May 4th of 2018 at, at, uh, four o'clock in the morning, our lights in our bedroom just came on all of a sudden, just without, both of us were in bed to sleep. Um, and so that, that, that's when it all started and that was kind of creepy. And I, I correlated to, I, w- I was having, uh, that night I was having a dream about my father who passed away in 2010, and and then the lights flickered on right at four o'clock in the morning. So it was a very strange experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Let me rewind just a little bit, Ed. You guys were doing some remodeling, is that correct, before you actually moved in, or, or you were doing that while?
2: Well, we did it. Before we moved in, because I we we bought the house in April and we were getting married in June, so I uh, I, I took took over some remodeling efforts with uh, a contractor and and uh, the first day we actually owned the house, we had a big rainstorm and we had a flood in the out outer um, in the dining room and uh, we realized we had to put a French drain in. Um, so that was that was that was kind of an odyssey and we were redoing floors and putting in carpet and painting and that sort of thing. It was all cosmetic uh,
0: remodels. It wasn't anything major because there are some, some individuals out there who do believe that when you begin to mess with the house, if there is something that's attached to the house, it can upset them a little bit. You mentioned the lights turning on and off. Uh, It was your birthday. Um, So that's a very memorable moment for you. Right. Um, Obviously, something like that, you got to think this has got to be an electrical issue, right?
2: Yes. And it passed all the electrical inspections and and we hadn't had any electrical problems. And and to put a timeline to it, that was eight months later um, because we moved in 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 June. So later when that happened. So it was 11 months after we had been in the house that the actual, um, you know, the things we started to notice um, came about. and and that may 4th was my birthday and that was 11 months after we moved in because we got married on june 8th
0: and And as go go ahead tara
1: sorry i i think too that um you know with the house being older and we did some remodeling and i think that initially for the first several months i think we just kind of explained it away okay well we have a lot of windows or there's electrical issues so we, we just, I think, tried to explain away what was happening, you know, try to rationalize it because we weren't experienced in this. And then, and then it just became so profound that it was, you know. Yeah.
2: After the incident on my birthday on May 4th, it got, it, it started to really become noticeable. And, um, we had, uh, one incident, uh, we had, uh, Tara was in our laundry room, which is adjacent to our master bedroom. And I could, I could hear her and there's a door and the door was shut and I could hear her open the door to like the dryer. And at the same time that she was opening the door to the dryer, um, I saw the doorknob turn in the, um, to the laundry room and the door opens and she's standing back by the dryer, which is about, Ten to fifteen feet away from the door, and I go, "Did you open the door?" And she's like, "No," and I, and, and I was like, "But the doorknob turned," and so it was—it was, it was it clearly opened by itself, and it wasn't one of those things like if you hadn't closed the door um, completely, and it just kind of because of the drifting of the house just kind of creaked open. It was a full, full-on open door, and I saw the doorknob turn. So it was a very strange incident that occurred. Um, with the laundry room door.
0: And that's that's certainly ramping things up a little bit from lights flickering off and on to now a door handle being turned, you know, physical contact on, on something around you. But at some point early on, you have to be thinking like, you've got four teenagers. You, I mean, you've got to be thinking like, guys, leave the lights alone, quit, quit turning lights off and on. And, um, you know, I've experienced a, a loose ground wire on my house that caused the lights to flicker off and on. So you guys had run down pretty much everything you could. And then all of a sudden things start to ramp up when, when that incident happened with the door, Tara, you were pretty far away from it. What was that coming like in that moment when all realized, Hey, you there go ahead yeah yeah
1: you're sorry you're cutting out just a little bit um you know it, it it we were explaining things away and we we were you know it's an older house and so but then it you know how do you explain a doorknob turning how do you explain you know like i mean yes we had electricians out to work on the lights and and um it just became so crazy and and then you know. Ed and I, at some point, and I don't remember when, we were kind of like, we need to have a conversation because there is something weird going on here that we can't explain. Um, it, it was just, it was just kind of crazy, and so that started happening. Um, and then we've got a few more stories if you want to go ahead and.
0: Some,
2: sometime in in July of that year, later later in July that year. 2018, I, we're sitting at, the, at our, we, we have a kind of a breakfast table next to our kitchen. And then there's a rather tall and wide window, a uh, series of windows that, that go out to our deck. And I'm sitting there and I look up at the window and there's two about eight, nine feet off of the, you know, up from the floor. On the window, there's two child's handprints. Well, a small child hadn't been in our house at all. And we hadn't noticed it before. And, um, we, right. There was no explanation for why these two, like an infant or toddler's handprints would be on the top of our windows out to our deck. And, uh, we actually took a picture of it. The picture still shows the handprint and then throughout the whole, we, we didn't have the windows cleaned because we were too, it was, I don't know. We were a little creeped out, so we didn't want to mess with it. So so we just left them there until after it was all over with in November right. of that year, they just disappeared on their own. They're now, now not, not there. Um, so, so that's, that was kind of a creepy thing that happened, and it kind of became a running. Anybody who came and visited our house, we'd show them the, the child's handprints on the door. Yes, he had grandchildren. And, and the previous he, homeowner, uh, you
0: said, was a bachelor, he correct? He didn't have children in the home. so probably You
1: would probably have to literally be a very tall person and, and lift a child up because it's, it's how many feet up? I mean, about eight or nine feet. You'd have to lift, so there. There was no really rational explanation why wow. those handprints would be there. And then I think the weird part about it was when they disappeared, and it. It was just. Um, it was just really a crazy time. Tell
2: the story about what was going on the night I had the peripheral vision incident, or do you want me to tell that? Because the dogs were doing something that night.
1: So in the middle of the night, um, the, the dogs are going crazy, you know? So that was another thing, you know, this, you, you hear about this witching hour three to 4.00 AM and you, you think, Oh, that's cliche. And that's kind of it. And that's literally when things would kind of go crazy. So the dogs would go crazy. They would start barking and our little dog that's in our room would, you know, bark at the door and nothing was there. And, was that the incident when
2: yes the the door the woman yes, and so so all this is going on um the door uh to the front with our our bedroom door to our living room opened just on its own, and Tara got up to check what was going on with the dogs, and as she's checking with what's going on with the dogs, like a flash in my peripheral vision, I saw this figure which looked like a woman who was dressed kind of like uh i don't know from like a hundred years ago like a like a mennonite woman or something in all black and it was just a flash in my peripheral vision and and uh, that was a pretty frightening experience
1: yes and the lights flickered at the same time that ed saw that woman our lights started to flicker and Going crazy. And and yes. your and were your animals were, we have, were we have
2: two kind of reacting like, to what they were sensing no right. with us. But we have one we have one old uh windhound and then we have a greyhound mix and they are they hang out up in our living room at night and then we have a little terrier mix that's in our in our bedroom and the hounds were go the hounds out in the living room were going nuts. Um our our late Maggie was just barking like crazy that night. So
0: Now, now, Ed, when you say you saw it in your peripheral vision, was well, the so we figure a, moving, a stairs, going away from you? Was it looking towards decimal you? Decimal what was it doing? the out to our
2: living room from our master bedroom. And she was at the top of the stairs. And she was standing there. And, and I mean, I, I didn't get a, you know, because it's peripheral. So, it was like a, you know, like an instant. You, you saw this figure. And then you did a double take and she wasn't there. So, I didn't get a great view of it. But it was definitely there <laughs> and so um yeah that that was a another incident that just you know made the hair on the back of your neck stand up straight
1: yeah. and I had a similar incident happen um when I was taking my dog outside in the evening um and I I had a same, a similar just a quick flash just in my peripheral of a woman but she was all in white but it was a woman and it was just real quick um and and so you second guess you're like okay my mind's playing tricks on me or or i'm tired you know but it was just so much all in one time frame that we just i mean it was just it was almost
2: a weekly occurrence that the lights would flicker on and off and doors would open and um and it became, you know, really intense when you see the the doorknob turn and there's nobody behind the door. And and then these peripheral vision kind of flashes of some human being standing there. Right. Um, it, it was getting pretty intense. Um, but then um, we had what I would consider the, the most disconcerting event was Tara was out of town on a business trip um, in St. Louis and I was home. I think my daughters were in their bedrooms. It was, it was probably about a, uh, 10, 10 or 11 o'clock on a Friday night. Um, so I'm, I'm channel surfing, you know, trying to figure out if I want to watch a movie that late or whatever. And, and um, I come across this movie um, called the, uh, uh, the Night Train to Lisbon. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm kind of going, no, nah, I think I bought that. And I'm thinking this to myself. And maybe I'm talking to myself. I can't remember. And I I think I bought that book. Um, And it was kind of a slow starter. So I moved along to the next (laughs) scroll, right? And so I leave the room. I think I went to get a, you know, water or drink or something. And I come back and that book is sitting on the bed. And I'm like, I didn't go get the book. And I didn't, and it was in the bookshelf in the, you know, that's just off the dining room in our house, which is about, you know, a hundred, 150 feet away from our bedroom. So, uh, I think I would have remembered going and getting the book. So it was very, very disconcerting.
0: So, so Ed, so let me make sure I have this correct because that is definitely something that is, is unheard of. So, so you're, you're, watching television, you come across the title of a movie, you're thinking, you know, I think I've I've read that book or I bought that book. You you get up, you leave the room, you come back, and the book yes. is on the bed. And at that point you're you're home well, alone, I'm is moved, that correct? I'm
2: basically alone, because my teenage daughters are pulled up in their bedrooms across the on the other side of the house.
0: So so yeah. And and you know you did not go get the book. So obviously something was either in the room with you or was somehow reading your thoughts or your mind or hearing your voice. And they basically do you a favor by going and getting the book for you and bringing it to the bedroom. And it's still
2: a slow starter. So I never got into it, you know? Um, know, It's strange. I didn't, I didn't feel fear. I I felt like it was kind of playing with me. I, th- I I I just felt like it yeah. was just kind of teasing me a little bit, and and I didn't feel, you know, like in a horror movie or something like that, total dread and fear that a, a good ghost story kind of lets you. It, it was more of a, a poking poking me
0: type of thing. If it makes sense, you know. Right, right. Had had either one of you ever experienced anything like this before moving into this house?
1: I have not, but you have one story.
0: Well, I, I, I have a, a a
2: couple you know, what I think of as mystical dream stories that, that happened to me throughout my life and, and so I you know, I've always felt a little bit connected in that regard and, and uh um I mean I can tell those stories, it wouldn't take long but but uh um
1: we don't have any experience though with ghosts or this is not something we i have ever entertained or thought about yeah. or been not, interested not, in, I mean, it's just not, it's not, not in our, in our wheelhouse. No, not <laughs> at all. And,
2: and, and, our, you know, I mean, right. I, I think how it started was, you know, I mean, as I, as I mentioned, I had that, I was having, you know, I remember specifically, I was having a dream about my late dad when, when the lights flicked on and my. I mean, we just kind of joked about that. Like my dad just came and visited us that day to wish me happy birthday or something. I, I remember that, mm-hmm. but but we we neither of us have had real experience with like paranormal activity or anything. I mean, you know, we no. we would have we would
0: have thought it to be kind of silly. But we had. Yeah. sure, sure, yeah. And and were the kids experiencing anything at this? You time? know, our
2: children didn't Not really. No,
0: they they got a little scared when they saw the
2: handprints on the window, and we we told them the stories. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you know. No, uh... Not
1: really. They're kind of in their own world, so they just didn't, they really, but they did see the lights. I mean,
2: they They did feel the lights flicker. And You
1: know, I remember Fiona, Ed's daughter, um, had a friend over and we were having dinner and the lights were flickering. And and we were just kind of like, eh, that's normal. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. And, And as you're spending, you know, more time in the house and obviously some very significant things have occurred at, at any time, did any of the neighbors or anybody come over and say, hey, this neighborhood or this house is known for this or that? Did anybody give well, you a not up really. at all? I, I did talk to our neighbor about, we live in
2: Hunters Point here in Tulsa. And um, Hunters Point is in an area that used to be, a. this is what I found out about the history, used to be a private hunting ground in the, you know, up until the 1950s or 60s um, out in South Tulsa uh county and and i mean back then you know we're we're right around the creek turnpike and and you know 50 years ago that was nothing but but farmland and, and woods you know and and so it, it was a private hunting ground originally um is what we've been told um and we later um we, we need to get to brandy
1: yeah so it it started to become invasive pretty invasive and i think that's when we called
2: well i think we need to talk about the, the 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 things that happened when we were both of us had experiences that were a little bit more sinister i mean up until this point it seemed kind of like they were just poking us and, and kind of playing with us or um but uh so one night i'm in bed um and you know we're, we're in bed and, and i feel this person tugging on my leg and pull and and starting mm. to pull. And I remember looking up and I, I thought it was a dream, but there was a haggardly looking woman pulling me out of bed and I called her some expletive names and said, let go of me. And I yelled that and then she was gone. But I, you know, when you're, you know, in a comatose type sleep, is that a bad dream? But it was so real, the 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 feeling of her pulling me out of the bed. Um, And just the way she looked was pretty, pretty hideous. So it, it was, it was either a terrible nightmare or they were starting to get a little bit more sinister. And then Tara has a story about what happened to her one night in, in the,
1: in bed. Right. So kind of a similar thing happened to me where basically I, I, I woke up, but I could feel somebody like almost just right next to the one side of my face just like almost breathing on me and it was just this really horrid smell and it was just like somebody was right up against me and it was just or tugging on the um like I could feel tugging on the covers so it was like they kind of started out as just being kind of playful and then it started to get real invasive and so that's when we sought out help yes um
2: I, I I'm a yeah I'm a lawyer and i had a client that was a uh um was a psychic and so i uh I called her and her name is brandy chrisman and she she thought i could use her name um very wonderful person and she uh, came out with a with a colleague of hers and i can't remember the colleague's name but they were both both in the in the psychic uh um craft and um I think they came out actually twice. Yeah, and you know they they got the sage out, burned the sage in the house, but they also just kind of walked around and and kind of felt the the uh, presence in the house. And what Brandy relayed to us was there was a great deal, and, and she she said you know these types of things aren't necessarily connected to the house as much as they could be connected to the the geographical area. And then when you think about South Tulsa around the Creek Turnpike, we've got a couple Native American graveyards out here and we've got, you know, it's an old hunting ground and, and you can only imagine, I mean, this is a, you know, she said she could feel a great deal of female pain out here. And, and so we, we, we kind of hypothesize, I haven't done any research on it or anything like that, that maybe this was a hunting ground and maybe there were, there was uh, either some abuse of Native Americans or, um, you know, in our, in our, or African-Americans because of our history in this area. Um, or maybe there was a, a brothel out here or something like that, that would be some source of, of, uh, female pain and, and persecution. And, and so she said she felt a really strong vibe that wasn't necessarily connected to the house, but was connected to this area. Um, and so, um, We've been a little shy to talk about it with our neighbors, so we really haven't asked if anybody else had any other experiences. But her and her colleague, she and her colleague came out here and saved the house twice, and she gave us advice to to talk to them. So once the lights started flickering or weird stuff started happening, um, she said, just say, please leave. Or, or get out. And,
1: and you don't live here anymore. Uh, we live here now. This is not your house. And it worked. It seemed it to works. work. And it was,
2: it sounded, it sounds hokey, but she it came does. out about mid October and it was really ramping up in the fall of, of 2018. And she, she said to us, she said, uh, I know it sounds hokey, but around this time of year and Halloween and all of that, this type of activity goes crazy and then it goes away and she was spot on. Right. It, it actually left us after, you know, in November, we, we didn't, we haven't had any problems with it since.
0: Uh, Yeah. And so, so obviously land can hold secrets. I think a lot of people that work in the paranormal field uh, clearly believe that, you know, the land uh, can certainly uh, keep, a a residue of of those who were there previous when you guys uh called her in uh, uh, and obviously you knew her she was a client uh but but when you called her in did you did you know what to expect did you think that um you know she was just going to come in and maybe maybe do a couple of things and things were just going to be fine or did you think this was going to be like a longer process because it sounds like it happened pretty quick
2: yeah it's uh we had no idea, you know, we've we got no experience in this. And, um, uh, brand, I didn't know what Brandy would do. She, she brought Sage with her colleague and they, they kind of came and sat in the house for about 30 to 45 minutes before they did anything mm-hmm. to see, you know, feel what was going on. Um, you know, using that extra sense that they have. And, uh, and so that, that's what she relayed to us, is, is it, it's probably connected to the land, and it, it had something to do with uh, you know some pain inflicted on some women. And, and it, it, it all kind of made sense when you think about what we saw in our peripheral vision, kind of the time period of the dress of the two women we saw in our peripheral vision, and the small child's finger fingerprint or handprints on the well, maybe it was a, a woman who lost a child. We, we don't know but uh, um, yeah, it sounds fantastical, but it's true. It happened. I
1: know. It's just, it's like a, a right, movie. I right. mean, it's just, when you tell people, it just sounds so unbelievable and it sounds unbelievable when we talk about it, but it's just, it happened. But then still to this day, we will go back and revisit what happened and, and I'll still try to rationalize it away. Like, well, maybe we, you know,
2: well, one other incident that was a little bit kind of getting to the point where it was getting more sinister is, you know, I was, uh, I don't know, I wanted to watch a different program or whatever on TV than Tara did. So I went into my youngest daughter's room who has a TV and she, it was when they weren't with us and, and it was kind of late at night and I was watching my, my show or whatever. And, and I, I hear footsteps uh, down the kitchen you know, along the kitchen because her room's right off the kitchen. And then all of a sudden there's a pounding on the door and then it's gone. And I'm like, that's weird. And I open the door and nobody's there. And I I go ask Tara, I'm like, did you come try to get me? And she's like, no, I, I never moved. And there was nobody else in the house, but the two of us. So it was that, that seemed sinister because it was a kind of a vicious loud knock on the door and it's it's right we have so many stories about what happened here in those nine months that or nine or ten months that i mean i I keep thinking of additional things to tell you about but but that was one of them that that sure sure did
0: did you guys ever experience uh parts of the house or areas that had uh just like a massive temperature drop where you knew the spot you know you walked into it and you're like man this is it's cold all of a sudden, right? Yes. here. Did you ever experience yes, that? Yes,
1: we did, absolutely. Yep. More than once.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: especially um, in, in. It seemed to, you know, it was all over the house. I mean, the the, the handprints are in our in our little kitchen. I mean, our little uh, breakfast nook area. Um, you know, my my daughter's bedroom is right off the um, kitchen as well. But across the house where we have the master bedroom, the two boys bedrooms is where it really most of the most of the activity occurred. And um, and in those areas, you could have a sudden temperature drop during that time period of, you know, 10, 15 degrees and, and just you need know, to get that kind of, you know, shuddering chill on your on your shoulder where, where your shoulder kind of twitches because you, you just felt the chill. And um, We'd have that several times. And that was that was that was real, too.
1: So. yeah it, in our basement um i think you told me one night that you just felt the sudden temperature drop in the chill yeah. or feeling like somebody's behind you um the feeling of being watched was really profound for me i think ed kind of had more stuff that he was aware of than i did but just that feeling of being watched or feeling like somebody was there and i know that sounds crazy and But and I don't feel that now. I don't feel it now. But I back then, I mean, I didn't even. I wouldn't. I. You could not have paid me to stay in this house by myself when that was going on. I mean, there's no way. It it was just. It was just nuts.
0: Let me ask you this, Ed. Where is the book right now? Where is a night train to (laughs) Lisbon? Where? Where? Where do you? In the bookshelf. Where do you (laughs) keep the book? (laughs)
2: <laughs> with the door the, we have a little um, glass uh, you know uh, bookshelf it's an old it's a built in bookshelf with glass you know doors that kind of swing up and and it's in the bookshelf with the um, with the rest of the collection of the books that I thought were starters that I didn't ever finish but I started um, I've got a collection of those and, and it's it's in the collection uh, but yeah it's 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 it that was probably the strangest event ever. And, and in fact, sometimes Terrell prank me now and oh, take yeah. that book out and put it on the bed. <laughs> That's true. And, and I'll go, stop it. You know, that, you're, you're killing me. You know, but uh, she, wasn't, she wasn't here and it really happened. I was, so. I
1: was in another state. That's <laughs> she true.
2: was in Missouri. So it was uh, And and the odd thing about that is it wasn't just some random arbitrary book. I had just seen the trailer on, you know, on the on demand thing, you know, and and say, yeah it was kind of a slow starter book It's probably not a very good movie and i just moved on and and then all of a sudden you know i leave the room and i come back and it's it's sitting on the bed and it had been in the other
0: room that, yeah. that was
2: pretty that was a profound event <laughs>
0: so yeah that's that's obviously an amazing moment that'll certainly leave an impression when it happens to you when something like that takes place now that you guys have had uh brandy come out and she's cleared the house with her um with her partner and you say the house feels normal you don't feel someone's watching you you don't feel the cold spots anymore no more lights flickering now that that seems to be over with in retrospect looking back on everything that happened you guys are firm believers now right i mean you you firmly believe that there was something there in your house
1: 100 and and prior to that I, you could have asked me, and I probably would have said, "Well, I don't really believe or disbelieve. It's just never happened to me, so I can't really speak to it." I 100% believe <laughs> that it's a thing. I always tell people, "It's a thing. It is a thing." And unless you've experienced it, yeah, it, it's. I 100% believe in it. I, I,
2: I'm a believer too. I, I would say this. It's not like the the scary movies, though. It, no. it seemed more like a. a, a, a you know, after Brandy kind of explained all of that to me, it seemed more like, um, or what I've come to peace with it as, is more of a cry for help or a cry about, you, you know, a, a cry out of pain, you know. Um, it, 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 as right. I look back on it and feel the, um, and kind of go through the memories of him. Tara kept a journal of it. And before we started this, we read through the journal just to kind of refresh everything that kind of happened. And, um, I think it was more. I don't think they were threatening to us. I think it was more of, "Hey, we're here, and this is how we feel." And I don't know if that makes sense, but it it, it didn't seem like they were they were here to do us harm necessarily. Even though they did some scary things, like the dream and the and the moving the book and and the flickering lights. That those were all disconcerting and fearful things. But when I look back on it, I don't feel like they were trying to hurt us or or terrify us it was more of a uh a cry out or something that's you know
0: right if if someone's listening to this broadcast and they're experiencing something uh similar to what you guys have described what would be your advice to those individuals um at this point what what do you think they should do well
2: i brandy's advice works I mean, you know, I don't know if the sage worked, but the sage—it's a pleasant smell, and it goes all around the house, and and and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and and you know, they say that works. But I think the advice about talking to the to them, yeah. saying, you know, this is our house now, please leave, and and but we did it in kind of a—I mean, she said do it in a gentle way, don't be,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and and as hokey as that sounds, it
1: it, it, it worked. Stopped. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you just. You talk to them, you acknowledge that we, we understand you're here, this is our house, and, you know, please stop, and, you know, but not being angry about it, just this is our house, and please stop doing these things, and, and you know, we can all kind of coexist together. I know this sounds, you know, when we talk about it out loud, <laughs> when you verbalize it just it. sounds crazy, because you're just like, people listening are going to be like, these people are crazy. But,
0: we're, we're,
2: we're talking to nobody about, but we're talking talking to somebody at the same time yeah crazy but
1: just you know you have to let them understand that this is not their house they don't live here and you need to stop and i did research and i i found that to be the number one thing to do that that seems to work
2: after we started doing that the handprints disappeared yep the flickering of the lights stopped. Yes. The dogs didn't go crazy at night and everything kind of settled down in November of that year. And they've not been back since.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. It, it it's from what you've described. It does sound like you had experienced some things that were probably on the lighter end of some of the stories that are out there, because some people, when when you say sinister, some people say it's, it's sinister right off the bat, mm-hmm. like right when it starts. And it, it, it's, it, it's very, very bad situation for them all the way through. And sometimes they don't even, they're not even able to, to get out of the situation like you guys, were. you were able to, you know, let whatever it was, the spirit or whatever it was, know that this is your house now. And, you guys need to move on. There, there are times when people experience things where that just simply doesn't work, and they have to go through more of a drastic measure to get this taken care of. But it's, it's great to hear your story because I think a lot of people experience what you guys have experienced more often than the heavier side of things. Because, you know, a lot of times, sometimes it's just a spirit that's stuck. It's just a a, a ghost who is a little mischief and wants to open doors or flicker lights. And so it's not that you're put in harm's way. It's just that you are part of their little world now and they want to play and they want to mess with you. And that's what happens. So it's really good to hear your story and it's really good to hear that you guys s- sought the help and came Thank out you. of it this. Was, okay. It was
2: an experience. Um, it's a story. It's stories
0: for a lifetime for sure.
1: Yes. It's good conversation at a party. Oh, yes, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> you know, I, as kind of upsetting or disturbing or really it wasn't quite upsetting or disturbing, but as weird as it was, I'm almost kind of glad that we experienced like we were lucky enough to, ex- I know, experience that. And I know some people probably have experienced things way worse and more disturbing, upsetting. And I feel for, for anybody that's had something that was really awful or evil or um, terrorizing, you know? Yeah. And
2: I, I'm intensely curious to see if we could resolve who it was or 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 or, and why um you know but i I just haven't had the opportunity or the time to research this area but um you know brandy opined a little bit that it it might be a murder victim it might be some somebody who who had been brutalized out here um but there there did seem to feel just like there was an immense amount of pain in this person this 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 Entity or thing or, or whatever it was and, and uh as I look back on it now that to me makes sense even though I have no it's just a hypothesis at this
0: point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And and I, I love the fact that you guys were able to help the spirit move on, move forward, um, no longer to be stuck. In and, and this well, realm, move we on hope. to the we, next. We hope she
1: didn't move uh, across a, the street, to <laughs> haunt her neighbors or something. Well, you know, there was a new neighbor well. that moved in all the time that they left. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. I might <laughs> have right. them on next. They might hear so. this and call you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if they're experiencing the same stuff. Again, uh, Ed and Tara, uh, Lindsay, I appreciate you guys so much coming on, telling your story. I think it's one that a lot of people can connect to. I'm looking forward to uh seeing some of the comments and the responses and and again um you know thank you guys for for what you did uh seeking the help and 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 moving that spirit on and and I think uh like I said your story's going to resonate with a lot of people because they experienced many of the similar things that 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 you discussed tonight and it's just a it's just a very interesting story and and I'm going to go I'm going to go by uh, night train to Lisbon and I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it in my bookshelf and I'm going to see well, if something happens with it uh, because that's, that's a great, that, that's, that's a great piece weird, right there. I love it. <laughs> well, listen, if anybody's interested in uh, being a guest on Oklahoma Ghost Stories, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm there all the time. I will certainly uh, respond back to you and let you know. And if you want to be a sponsor of the show, it's really easy. Just let me know. Uh, talk to me about it. I'll get you taken care of and we'll have you sponsor an episode or two and uh we'll get your business plugged out there as well so for uh ed and uh tara Lindsay, they're in tulsa oklahoma i'm brad he thank you guys for listening to oklahoma ghost stories and other phenomenon thank we you. will see you